We want you to enjoy this, but you won't. Lovely. So, um, hello, listeners. Uh, we have to report on the sad demise of Graham and Chris. Graham with unidentified non-bum sickness, and Chris has drowned somewhere in a Greek island. So, um, statistically, anyway. Yeah, that's what they. It find. might have been in international waters. To be fair, we don't we don't know for hundred percent. Yeah, no, they could have like pushed him back on the boat he was on until he was international waters and then sunk it. Like, that is. It's quite possible that he was just in international waters anyway for unrelated reasons. And yeah. He was threatening to do weird sexual things to Richard Osmond on on um, Discord. So, who can say? Who can say? It does uh, mean that he's not here to like ask annoying questions. Uh, yes. If we talk about nerd shit, which means we can talk about nerd shit. Hooray! Um, so the nerd shit in question is Baldur's Gate three, yes. because we have both been playing it, and also so is Graham, but he's got non bum sickness, so. He can't yeah. be here. Um, so it goes, it goes with that. Chris's response to this idea was, is that similar to Championship Manager 0102? And in a lot of ways, yes. Yes. It, it's not the worst comparison. They are both games for obsessives. Um, but um, and, and, you know, in many respects, a uh, fantasy universe in which Woking make it to the premiership. Um, yeah. it, I think I, I feel like it goes without saying that there will be uh, considerable massive spoilers for the game yeah. discussed. So, how how have you finished? Yeah, yes. or are you still yeah, okay? Yeah, you I have finished. Okay, cool. Okay, so we can go we can go full spoiler then without any concerns. Okay, cool. So, so just finally to, to point out, I do think that Championship Manager would be improved with romance simulation. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, it, it needs a lot more fucking, and then it would be great. Yeah, um, yeah, and nudity. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. They need to simulate like the the uh, the baths after the, the matches, the changing. <laughs> Extremely homoerotic. Oh god, um, upsets every football fan in existence. Yeah. Um, speaking of nudity, um, the thing I've been doing in my current run through is the uh, recruit Minthara whilst. Um, not murdering everyone in the grove because I haven't got the oh, heart. You've, to do that. you've cheated and not murdered. I see. I no. I I did the murdering. I, I'm oh like I'm doing well. So I, I like I have a standard thing, which is when I'm doing any kind of of RPG, I always start out and I'll do like the good playthrough and I'll yeah, take yeah. most of the positive choices. Like sometimes a bit sort of anti-heroy or the occasional like you know yeah, being yeah. a bit of a dick, but like broadly do all the good things. So so my first my first playthrough I basically recreated one of my characters I played in a tabletop. Um a, 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 a gnomish rogue. Um Ooh, and, no. controversial. Yeah. Um well it's re- the thing that I discovered afterwards I hadn't really thought about right it's great because you can fit into all the holes. Oh you only have because I tried casting like shrink self and they were like no you're still too big mate. So the the little like a pipe you can't get into obviously where yeah, there's like yeah. a, just a little crack somewhere it's like you know child you can, you can just go through it's great um but also being a rogue like the thing is right it has to the thing you you kind of forget about these things is that even when you're doing like the good nice playthrough mm. you're still stealing everything from everyone at all times just like every other similar RPG so I was much the same except I didn't do much thieving in in the run through because I was only doing it on like medium difficulty and I couldn't really be asked. 
You see what? Like, well, I, I didn't do a huge amount of pickpocketing, but I did a lot of like literally anything that wasn't nailed down that oh, I wasn't yes, going to take it. I did do towards the end when I had like ridiculous uh, sleight of hand. I was basically what I would do is I would go to a shop and I would start trading. I'd sell all my crap and then I'd have a look at their inventory and like, well, that's quite expensive. So I just close out, pickpocket whatever I wanted off them. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm done. The problem is that they actually patched it so that the um, the trade the, the merchants no longer have their entire inventory on them. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because originally they had every single item that they sold in their inventory, so you could yeah, yeah. literally just pick everything. Um, also, they've sadly, changed that. What you could also do, even more efficiently, was pickpocket onto them a bag, put all of their inventory in the bag, and then pickpocket the bag, <laughs> bag back. <laughs> it's like the old. Um, it was. Uh, it was the old. Uh, I think it was Oblivion, where you could get the poisoned apple and you could pickpocket onto people, yes. and then they would just die from the poisoned apple. Um, but yeah, so I, I did, did. Did my night my gnome rogue who was broadly good. Um, so I, I found managed to recruit everybody that I could recruit. Yeah. Um, didn't like abuse any of the bugs to try and get Minthara or anything. Yeah. Um, didn't even realize you could recruit her because I, I, I didn't. I specifically didn't read anything outside of the game. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. So there was loads of stuff I've subsequently found you can do. Or whatever. Yeah. Um, played through it end to end. Took me about seventy hours, something like that. I think in the yeah. end. Um, and yeah, but I, I don't know if there's like you call it a good ending because there's, there's so many different ways it ends. There was one. There's one thing. So. I discovered that uh, so they, there was a thing shortly after launch. They patched it so that there was like some extra uh, stuff for some of the companions at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it led yeah. to this really weird and like a bit of a kind of fuck you thing that happened to me. So I got to the end and uh, you know saved the world. Everything's great. And I had romanced Lazel, mm-hmm. who was then who was then like right. I'm done now. Like I've done everything. Like uh, I'm, I'm yeah. We're finished with the quest. I'm just going to fuck off now. Yeah, yeah, I was like, "Well, no, stay. It'll be great. We'll have, you know, we'll have some laughs. It'll be fantastic." And she was like, "Okay, I'll stay with you then." And then Tarlac, who was like, uh, "I'm going to burst into flames and die now," yeah. I was like, "Well, we'll just take you back to Avernus. It'll be fine." Yeah. So I convinced her to do that, thinking like, "Oh, well, just go back, say bye." Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, we just go back. We went, went to go to Avernus, and now we're on this like rip roaring quest across the hells for all eternity. And I'm like. Oh, fuck you to Lazelle, who's just back there. Just going like, hang on a minute. <laughs> what the fuck's going on here? Because you go with Will and with Karlak, yeah, yeah. and you're just like... Yeah, so it was... I, I got Will and Karlak to go together, which I thought was quite a nice ending. Yeah. Um, but the problem was that I chose to turn into a mind flayer. And ah, yes. I didn't like that ending. And it was, like, it, was very, it was a very honest way of getting to it. Um, like, it, it was the right choice for my character in that. But... Like it fucked up my romance because, like, fairly obviously, Shadow Hearts doesn't want to fuck a mind flayer. I did also fuck a mind flayer earlier, so you know. Um, um, but yeah, and then I, I had to, you know, I got to the party epilogue and like had to act- actually make a save to not eat Minsk, uh, which was a bit sad. Um, but yeah, I didn't like that ending. I, I felt it like janked with a lot of the. Um, yeah, so I, I went half. I went half mind flyer, um, but then when it came to the end, I was like, "No, I'm good. I'm just gonna." I, I took the emperor with me, and he did the, the hard oh, okay. bit kind of thing. Um, so, I, and and I was I was okay with that. Like, I looked a bit fucked up, but you know, yeah, yeah. 
I was I was still broadly human. Um, yep. So I really I really enjoyed the first playthrough. Um, there were a few things that I missed doing that I've kind yep. of made sure I've gone back and done the second time. And so I thought, like, okay, so I've seen all the content. I know like most of the kind of big choices, etc. Mm. And I kind of heard from other people who'd gone through, like, not where they'd chosen to do evil stuff, but where they'd like fucked up or failed stuff, and then yeah. things all gone very downhill. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do an evil playthrough. Yeah. Because I wanted to to see, like, okay, what happens if you do just, like, sacrifice the grove and all this kind of stuff. But I also thought, what I'll do is I'll roll in the Dark Urge origin to it. Is that, like, it it makes sense then? And, like, I thought it'll have less effect on me, right? Because it won't be be just, like, I'm good and fun, but also I murder people in my sleep. Um, But turns out the game does not like evil players. No. Really, like, as in... It cuts off a load of stuff to you. It doesn't really give you anything in return. Yeah, so I, I read a blog about this that um, that said that was a fairly del- deliberate choice. I, just, I don't like it. Right? I no, get the because, because most of the time in games where they give you the like be good or evil choice, yeah, there's trade offs. But like broadly, you 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 don't like just not get any of the content. So the the big one, right, is that I mean, for a start you are massively reduced in companions. Yeah. yeah. So um, you can recruit Gale, but if you've got the Dark Urge, it's very easy to accidentally murder him. <laughs> and it's really not clear. Like, the, all the other options in the game for the Dark Urge stuff are really obvious, like, you're yeah. going to murder someone here. The one with Gale, which is the first one you encounter, is really ambiguous. Yeah. And suddenly yeah. he's dead, right? Mm-hmm. But you can recruit him. Uh, you cannot recruit uh, Will and Carlac if you burn yeah. the grove. Right? So yeah. they're gone. You can't have them. Um, you do get Minthara, but not until like the middle of Act Two. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't have Gale, I didn't have Karlak, I didn't have Will. So my party for like the whole of Act One was me, Shadowheart, Lazel, and Astarian. That was all I had, right? And if you want to be a real dick, you can get Astarian killed as well. Yeah. So you know, depends how evil you want to be. But at that point, you're like, okay, I literally have to get a hireling now because I don't have enough people for a full party. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is is problematic, but yeah. So I, I sacked the grove, mm. but of course, then like throughout the game, there are literally dozens of quests that are tied into the tieflings. Yeah, like all the last. But you've murdered them all. Yeah, yeah. So you don't get any of it. You don't yeah. get. You don't get like Mol and the, the the tiefling thieves. You don't get the um, stuff with uh, the the blacksmith that ties into Karlak, which you also don't get. Obviously, you don't get any of the ones that turn up at last light and ask you to find people. Like it's all just gone. You don't get. The, you can't. There's no like replacement quest where you get any of the rewards or anything like that. It's just gone from the yeah. game, which feels shit, right? Yeah, yeah. And you obviously you lose out on the last light stuff. So, which isn't a big problem because you, you can get around a, a, some of it, but you, you obviously don't get the quest there. There's also one thing which I'm pretty sure is a bug because um, I was talking to someone who was doing a good playthrough, but they also fucked up the last light stuff, which is that you you, you can recruit to here. Even if you trash the last light, you can still recruit intentionally. You can yeah. still get to here to come with you. She yeah, goes yeah. to your camp and she just hangs out at your camp. After she helps you, you help, you know, she helps you yeah. fight off the, the, you know, to a camp. Anyway, about like, Five hours later, after many long rests, I go and attack Moonrise. Yeah. He rocks up. To yeah. Help. Cool. <laughs> Except, unlike when you do it on the good side, which he turns up with like all of the people from, from the last to help fight, she on her own, 
she hasn't even been given a short rest, let alone a long yeah. rest. So she shows up with whatever HP she had at the end of the fight. Yeah. With whatever ability she had left and spell slots she had left at the end of the fight. Yeah. That's it. And nice. of course, because she's an NPC, she can't be rezzed. Yeah. You can't give her any items. Yeah. So it was basically she was useless. I couldn't use her. She didn't have shape. She didn't have shape shift, so she couldn't turn into because it had been used. She didn't have yeah. any spell slots. She had like ten HP. So mm. I had to basically leave her outside the tower yeah, yeah. and just go in and do my stuff, which is also much harder because you don't have any support. You're on your own. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just like everything is made that much more difficult. Was well, apparently this was Larian's intention. They they wanted to make a game where they said, "Yeah, you can absolutely go around being a dick to everyone, but if you don't make any friends, you won't have any friends, and that's the consequence of your actions." Um, and I, I get what you mean. I, I like I, you know, I've played evil playthroughs of of, of Fallout and Baldur's Gate Two and and things like that, and. You know, you still get your people, you still get an adventure, and it's just things turn well, out. I don't mind them not having the companions. Like, I don't mind them cutting off yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Will and Carl, like, whatever. You're making that choice yeah, yeah. that you're being a dick, like, you're being basically a complete monster, and they're like, I'm not going to have anything to do with you. But it's the the amount of, like, subsequent content that you then just, not only you don't get access to, again, fine, yeah, yeah. but there's nothing to replace it. Yeah, yeah. There is no, like, evil content. There's, no. like, Literally, there's the bit where you have to rescue. You can choose to rescue Minthara from Moonrise. Yeah, that's basically it. Like, well, the thing is, rescuing Minthara isn't even particularly evil. Like, well, it's it, not evil, you, but what I mean is, like, you have to be nice, like, because you can you can very much in the dialogue choices be like, yeah, she's a fuck up killer. Yeah, you can like. The reality is that until they patched it recently, it was technically a bug if that she ended up there if you did if you helped the Grove. Yeah, yeah. Like so, uh, not, you would have to be doing an evil playthrough, like to get into that situation in the first place. So yeah, you can then say like "fuck you," I'm not going to rescue, but you still get that like little quest bit that you don't get if you do the good playthrough. But yeah, it, what, it has been frustrating, and like the dark urge stuff as well. Like nobody seems that fussed. So I I am doing a dark urge run at the moment, and I don't like it and i i i understand i haven't spoiled myself on it too much but i understand that it sort of makes more sense in act three and i can see why it would um but like you it it feels weird that you have your like normal dialogue choices and then just the i'm a gibbering lunatic who wants to kill people dialogue choices and you're like but but why and and then like afira or whatever her name is you you suddenly murder her, and you can't not murder her. And I'm like, well, but you you either murder her or you murder just some random dude. If so, if you don't, because the first yeah, my first well, playthrough, I, I, I didn't even meet her. Like, I, uh, I never went up that hill to the top where she uh, is, in, in yeah, the, yeah. so I didn't even know she was there. So, yeah. but obviously, I wasn't in Dark Urge. But if you don't meet her, yeah. then literally just some random dude wanders into the camp and you and murder you them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's that's the one bit I don't like because it re- completely removes your agency. I kind of get the like, you know, you don't have control over this, but also you do everywhere else, just not this one time. Um, and yeah, like in Act Three, it's really it, it, to be fair, it becomes obvious towards the end of Act Two. Um, but then in Act Three, like it, it, make, it, it becomes clear what's going on. But also, like, it's weird because so far, I mean, I have I haven't had 
conversation, have an open breach to conversation with like Shadow Art because she's the one that I think will care. I did have the conversation with Minthara and with Starion about it, and they were just like cool. Um, but like your companions don't seem that fast. Um, how far through are you in your second playthrough, by the way? Uh, just about to go and do Moonrise. Right. Okay. So. Have you had the second visit from your butler? I've had the cloak, yeah. Okay, no, you haven't had the second. Uh, the, sorry, the third visit. Okay, that's fine. Um, so I won't, I won't spoil anything for you. But me as well. <laughs> the butler yeah, the, thing the, me as well. The butler's great. Um, yeah, I love yeah. him. Um, but yeah, and like in Act Three, it all makes a lot of sense, and I don't know where it's going to go because I'm. I've got to Baldur's Gate, um, and I'm currently. I've got as into the city, um, across the bridge and everything. Um, and I'm just I'm working my way through that, um, but yeah, it, it's weird. Like I I don't really know where it's going narratively. Like what the the ultimate end of it will be. I have this time I've taken uh, I've taken Raphael's deal. Oh, interesting. Um, when you meet him in the, the brothel. Oh, what to get the hammer? Yeah, hammer. She so gives oh. the hammer. Yeah, yeah. I haven't decided whether I'm going to go and fuck him over still. I might just do it anyway for kicks. Because if you do, you get the um, the gauntlets of, uh, yeah, of yeah, Hildred's strength. Yeah, and and the belt of constitution, and yeah, which you're supposed to give to the armor. Yeah, which is supposed to give to the diabolist, but you can just pick it again afterwards. Um, oh yeah, I just fast travelled out of the um, out of her house. It was great. Oh well, no, I didn't do that. I gave them to her like she wanted, and then I just immediately pickpocketed her and stole them back. Um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so I decided this time I would take the deal because I thought it'll be because my plan in this time is to free Orpheus, which I didn't do last time. Yeah, yeah. So my plan is to do that, and then I thought, so I'll, I'll have the conversation with him, and he was like, "I'll offer it to you if you be the crown." And I was like, "Okay, I'm probably going to kill you anyway, so this way yeah, at least yeah. I just get the hammer." Um, I'm actually interested because the thing that triggers the fight in the House of Hope is stealing yeah. the hammer. So if the hammer's not there to steal because you've already got it, yeah. Does it trigger the fight, or can you just nick everything and leave? Well, but presumably you. Um, I wonder: do they stop you doing the deal to get access if you don't need to? Oh, of course, so, because the, the diabolist will still ask. Because it, it, like it mentions in the, the narrator mentions about like you're already thinking about a way to get out of the deal. Maybe oh, okay. you should talk yeah. to a diabolist, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I'm sure okay, if you don't talk yeah. to her, she still says, like, I want this stuff. I want you to nick this uh, stuff okay, for yeah. me. So I yeah, presume yeah. you still go there. And if you don't try and rescue Hope, yeah, yeah. which actually you probably should do because you get some cool stuff from her, um, yeah. yeah, maybe you don't even have to fight. It'll be interesting to see when I get there. Um, so who are you fucking? Uh, so, as I say, the first playthrough, I was extremely basic and did Shadow Hearts and was slightly sad when the epilogue got ruined by turning into a tentacle monster. Um, so this time, Lazel and Karlak. See, okay. So I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to continue doing both of them, but... Uh, obviously you don't have the choice of Karlak because yes, he insisted that I murder her because she wouldn't join my party. Yeah. Um, and... So yeah, first first time around it was Lazel, and then this time it's been Shadowheart. Although obviously, uh, also Minthera, because like I get the option, otherwise you might as well. Mm-hmm. And it's, it seems yeah. like a one. It, it's weird. It's like a one and done thing. But then also she whinges about it afterwards if you don't like say yeah. that you'll stay with her. Um, 
like as in like act three after you've saved her yeah. and the rest of it um and obviously you've got kind of like all the intermediate stuff like i, I mean did you do the house of hope the first time around yeah yeah with what is like unquestionably one of just like the filthiest scenes ever in a game with the like um whatever the i can't i can never remember the name I, I the male succubus I, I i killed them i didn't fuck them Oh, you, yeah. Like, you can, and it's truly filthy, um, and you have, like, there is a very high chance you die. Yes. Um, you have to make, like, some ridiculous saving throws to not die. Um, as I discovered the first time that I went in there. Um, doesn't end well. Um, but yeah, like, it, it does, it, it genuinely kind of surprised me how horny this game is. Oh right. yeah, for like for such a like a like triple A mainstream game, and like compared to like, but looking like you know uh, the first two, uh, what were the uh, Divinity games? They weren't yeah, particularly, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, it completely threw me when I like first played through. It's like, oh wow, this is just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like out there. Yeah. yeah, and it's like it's it's kind of refreshing, right, for it to be to have a game that is willing to do that and not to have it in like the dragon age style, like keep giving them presents until they jag you. Yeah. yeah. Thing, which we always, or like the kind of classic, just like, you know, everything immediately fades to black or like the, the saints row thing of just like, you can just go to anyone at any point and say like, do a fuck. And I go, yes. Yeah, yeah. And it was, you know, which obviously was a satire on the whole thing in the first place but yeah like it is weird to have that and not have it be like a kind of you know weird japanese visual novel or, yeah, yeah you know like proper like one of the sort of like weird uh terrifying sex with hitler games that exist on steam um okay. including yeah, sex, so with, sex it, with hitler 3d um yeah it, 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 what's the quote like um so i'm talking about uh, novels and uh, you know Victorian novels never had sex in, um, and people sort of criticise that on the basis that like trying to write a novel without writing sex at, about Victorian times is like trying to write a model novel about today without having phones in or something. It's just like yeah. it's absurd that you could have these things and people wouldn't have sex. And True, I guess like, there is there is there is some element of like you know. Why doesn't why why don't you constantly have to go to the toilet in games yeah, and exactly. film? Like there is some element of like it's not relevant to the plot, so like we don't include all of this tedious stuff. Um, yeah, but but again, it is it is a personality and tro- choice driven game, and like you know my my personal choices only loosely influence the amount of times I go to the toilet. Um, <laughs> yeah, yes. Although given uh, the, the diet of the average Baldur's Gate three playthrough, where you subsist entirely on wine and sausage. Um, perhaps there should be a toileting mode. No, um, that is that is fair. Yes, um, I, I I have to say, like I went through, and one of the things I do really like is that you can basically not only that you can you don't have to play as you, yeah. but if you want to, you can basically have the entire game and just have you as like a character that barely interacts with anyone. Yeah, you yeah. can just control one of the other characters and have them you know have a conversation with everybody but also that even if you are the main character you can still have your companions like they have agency and you can yeah. just let them make decisions and have conversations if you want to yeah no it's great 
although sometimes valid, the, the, the one of the one of the, like, I have several complaints about it. But the first one is that you cannot control who starts a conversation if you come out of combat. It's just whoever's yeah. turn it happens to be, and you can't switch who's talking. Like if you yes. if you're doing it like a pen and paper RPG, you can always just have somebody else take over the conversation. Yeah, it's weird because there are a few conversations where it very explicitly lets you do that. Like when you talk to the Githyanki Patrol for the first time, you can just be like, Lazel, you're up. Um, You do the talking. Um, And yeah, it would be so much nicer to just have, like, at the start of any conversation, a, um, like, Will steps forward, Karlak steps forward um, sort of option. Or even, there's a button to let you change player character it doesn't change who's having the conversation it just means you can control the other characters while the conversation's going on which leads to some weird temporal stuff because like everything pauses for them while they're having the conversation but you can still move people around freely um yes so i had a thing today where i um i was in an area and i was sneaking people around and my 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 monk got spotted Mm. in combat but only for for the monk Yeah, yeah It aggroed every enemy. Yeah. They were all aware and, and in combat. What that meant, though, was that my three other characters were not in combat, and as long as they didn't get spotted, could move entirely freely while time was frozen for everybody else yeah. to just, like, perfectly set up how you wanted to start combat. Yeah. Um, my, my other issue with it is the um, the awful camera. It really annoyed me at the start. The um, ver- by the time the- I... The fact that it's got all this verticality and you can't change the level you're looking yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. So, like half the time, you like you literally can't jump up onto a higher level because there's no way to target it. Yeah. If it's like a you know a set of steps or something, you could see it. But if it's like a, a balcony or something, if you, yeah, it's, yeah. it's often impossible to get. Yes. And I don't understand that. It makes no sense. Yeah. No. I, say, I, I remember when I first started playing it, like li- literally, just as you're as. You, I think I, I noticed it as you're on the beach coming off the Nautiloid. I was just like, why the fuck is it like this? I'm really worried. This is the most critically acclaimed game in years. Why don't I like it? It's this fucking horrible control view camera interface. And like by, by halfway through Act 1, it was fine. Um, and like I was used to it and I could scroll around and pan around and stuff. And, and it mostly works. And, and it's, it is very rare that you find those situations. Where yeah, like, but every now and then... It's, but, yes, yeah, it suddenly gets awful. And it can be, like, really critical. It's like, I need to get up here, and there's no yeah. way for me to do it because yeah. I just can't get the camera to just kind of move slightly so I can do it. Yeah. It's it's really annoying. And that's kind of, like, they're really only, like, my only real complaints, right, mm. is, is, is that, like, it's so good. It's so much fun. And, yeah. like, the stuff you can do, like, it is the closest that I, I think anyone has got to replicating yeah. a pen and paper RPG yeah. in a game. Like, it yeah, is, yeah. there's so much stuff you can do. And, like, obviously the thing you always lack, right, is the game can't react in the same way that a DM can. Mm. So there's always going to be stuff you can't do because... Mm. It, and one of the, I, was, I was listening to a podcast that were talking about it, and they were saying that one of the reasons that they didn't, have, they didn't feel bad about save scumming was because it kind of replicates that interaction you would have with a DM in a pen and paper game where you mm. do something without really realizing what the consequences are going to be. Yeah, it's yeah. not immediately obvious. And then you're like, you, you kind of have that conversation of like, no, look, we didn't, un- when you said this, 
we thought yeah, you meant yeah. that. And yes. like, that's clearly not what we intended. And you kind of just rewind and... Yeah, no, th- 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 there have been a few dialogue options where you're like, you know, I'm being assertive and demanding what I want. And what it turns out you mean is, fuck you, I'm going to kill you. I'm like, no, 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 I, w- I wanted to resolve this diplomatically. I- yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird because most of the time, like, it's a straightforward attack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, you can just, like, straight just attack people. Yeah, yeah. Discussion. But, yeah, sometimes, like with the Gale uh, Dark Urge thing, like, mm. sometimes there are just ambiguous options. Yeah, you yeah. And so, as a rule, I haven't, like, I don't reload for failed rolls. Oh, I'm a terrible save scummer. Um, I, like, I try and avoid it. There have been a few times where I have where it's just been like, you know, I've, rolled, I've had like four inspiration and I've rolled like five ones in a row kind of thing. I'm just like, I'm sorry, no, because you, I, I, can't, I can't physically throw these dice in the bin, so I'm just going to... But like, by and large, I try and avoid doing it, and the only times that I reload is if, if it, there is some like you know, narrative choice where it's like, oh no, obviously that is... Or if I just want to see what happens if you yeah, go yeah. on a particular path but don't want to stick with it. Because there's so many different options you've got that like realistically I'm not going to be able to play enough times to see them all. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes I just want to see what happens if you do that thing. Yeah, I mean, th- that's why I'm save scumming on my current run, is because, like, the first run, I was very much like, I'm going to play this completely blind, I'm going to follow the story prompts, I'm going to do it. And I ended up basically not doing the entire Underdark, um, and I also lost Last Light In. So I just never found it. I went to Moonrise first, did all the Moonrise shit, and eventually pitched back up at a completely deserted Last Light. Um, all the Harpers then came out and helped me, and, and I got to hear and everything, and it turns out I saved Isabel by not being there. Um, but yes, like the whole there is an in at the last light. <laughs> so so this time I'm like, I'm safe coming to make sure that I actually get to access all the things that I missed. Yeah. So there was an interesting thing that I discovered, which was so in the first the first time round, I talked Shadowheart out of, um, or as I thought, I talked Shadowheart out of Killing the Night Song. Yeah. Right? So this time round, I was like, I'll just let her. Because what I've done is I am an irredeemable asshole. I, I have been a complete bastard to everybody. I have yeah. killed people. With very little provocation. Mm. Sometimes it's I felt like it. But yeah. I generally let my companions do what they want to do. Yeah. And not right to kind of force them to do stuff. So I was like, I'll let, I'll let Shadowheart make a decision. So I won't influence her at all. I'll just say, you do it. And she fucking let her live. Yeah. I was convinced she was going to kill. Now, apparently, having had a conversation with somebody, it, apparently a lot of it comes down to your previous conversations with her. And like, if you've got a good relationship with her and you've previously talked through all the Shah stuff, then she's more likely to spare the nice song. Whereas if you are an asshole towards her and she is like deep in the Shah stuff and still yeah. truly believes it and all the rest of it, then she'll... but in any case, it just meant that like, I've not seen that now and I didn't have yeah. a save. That I could easily go back to, to kind of try again. Cause I didn't yeah, want to have to redo the bloody Balthazar fight. Yeah. That, that's, um, that's a hard fight. Like that. I, I wiped several times on that first time around. Yeah. But then again, so, because I missed like half of act one, I was massively underleveled mm. until I got to Baldur's Gate, and so yeah. it was a lot harder game than it should have been. No, that's that's understandable. I can yeah. see why that was because I I played obviously the first I, I basically I, I let Astarian get carried off by the Monster Hunter in my first game because I was like, a you tried to bite me, and b I'm a rogue, so I don't need one, so fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that meant that it was fine. It's like I could basically do everything anyway that he could do, and like it got to the point where. I mean, I've got. I've done it again because I've, I've. Although I'm a monk, I've taken four levels in rogue. Yeah. Um, because it lets you get evasion and the second, the extra bonus action. Yeah, 
so, um, which yeah, is well, really good on a monk because you get the the unarmed strikes as yeah. actions. Um, yeah. But what it so meant was that, like four. Yeah. yeah four. So what it means at the moment is that I've got this ridiculous situation where, with like all of my stuff and with guidance from Shadowheart, um, my sleight of hand bonus is like sixteen minimum. Yeah. And then if I'm lucky with dice rolls, it kind of goes up to like twenty two. So I can roll like a 40 on yeah, yeah. hand checks. And like you sort of roll up and it's like, oh, there's a trap. Oh, it's DC 10. It's yes. like, it's literally impossible for me to fail this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, one of the things that I, because obviously the maximum level is 12. And one of the things that you get as, if you continue playing as a rogue, one, mm. uh, I think it's level 12, actually. One of the things you get is a reliable, um, reliable ability or whatever it's called. Um, and what that basically does is it means that the oh, lowest you can roll is a 10. Uh, okay yeah so if you roll less than a 10 it counts as a 10 wow um it's incredibly useful in in if you're playing you know tabletop um mm. because obviously you don't have all your other bonuses on top of it but it, it yeah. essentially it stops you from getting that like crap roll of, yeah, yeah like I've, I've got like a plus 10 to the to stealth by rolled two yeah so yeah. i still fail and it means you basically if you've got so i have like a the, the tabletop game i was playing i have like a plus 13 to stealth so, like, at the point that I took that, I, I, my minimum roll was a 23. Yeah, which is pretty I essentially ended up in that position on my first playthrough, and kind of I have now as well with, with like, my monk, which is that it's very rare now that I fail, like, a sleight of hand check or a stealth check because, you know, it, it's so skewed in that direction. Um, and it is so, you like, it, it's kind of like so many of these games, like, stealth and stealing is mm. such a powerful tool. yeah it does feel a bit broken in a lot of cases. You see, I did it the other way around in my first playthrough. I completely fucked all of that off and just gave Gale the robes of always having Cat's Grace and the gloves of Dexterity. So it's just like, you're the rogue now. I know that you're a wizard as well, but you're a rogue. It's fine. Yeah, it and does work. really sassy about like when you make him pick locks, because he'll literally mutter like, I'm sure there's a spell for this. I'm like, oh, I know there is, but you can pick locks all day long and you've only got so many spell slots. Yeah, that is the thing. It, like, it's not a cantrip. Yeah, Use yeah. the lock bit. Yes. Um, yeah, no, I really... I I do like... I like the variety of personality of the companions and that they are, they are like, different enough. I mean, you know, Minthera's a bit kind of dull because she's quite similar to Lazelle in a lot of ways, but just, like, more evil, if that's possible. Um, like she's got more of a superiority, almost more of a yeah. superiority complex, which is impressive compared to a gift, but obviously she's yeah. a drow. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm playing as a drow as well. Yeah, I, I, so, I run a drow dark urge. Which is, which is fun to, to do because there's, there's just, again, it ties in a lot of the time because you're basically just like, your drow options are usually like, I'm going to fucking murder you because you looked at me funny. But then also I've got monk options, which are just like, I am serene and do not care about this. So I've got this like a perfect variety of like I can go either way. But the monk ones are quite interesting because you get quite, I, I like I do like that as well the class and, and origin options that they mm. kind of play. The monk ones are quite good. There's a lot of just like you know sort of still your mind or just you know when you're when you're having to deal with what would otherwise be like a you know difficult challenge, yeah. you can just go like no my monk doesn't bother me. Yeah, the um I played the bard the first time round and the bard ones are generally fun but fairly useless like that. You know, instead of just being like, you know, you're an arsehole, you can tell a massive, long story grounded in legends about why you're a colossal arsehole. And you're like, there's no point to this, but it is quite a lot of fun, so why not? 
Yeah, you see, there were there were two two classes and one race that I completely forgot existed in my first playthrough, right? They were Bard, partly mm. because I never never met the Bard from the camp, yeah, yeah. so it didn't even occur to me. And sorcerer. Because you don't yeah. there's not a sorcerer yeah. NPC that you also ranger. Totally forgot Rangers are yeah, thing. Yeah. Right? But then there is what's um so I never actually Minsk Ranger. I, th- I think I literally I never had him on party. He I didn't even realize he was a ranger. I didn't even realize he could be in my party. Like I genuinely didn't clock that you could just go like, "Do you want to join my party?" Yeah. Um, yeah. I found it really weird that like I, I actually really liked it that you get this drip drip of companions throughout the game because I assumed that once I got like the the core origin lot, that was it, and that was who we were going to be adventuring with. But like, yeah. you, you know, you you maybe get Minthari, you maybe get Halsin, you get Jahira, and you can kind of get Minsk. Yeah. Um, the thing I found with Jahira and Minsk was that you get them so late that I, I just didn't, I, I never found a place for them in my party. Yeah, yeah. Because I'd already established, like, well, if I'm doing this, I take these guys, and if I'm doing this, I take these guys. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of it. Um, but yeah, and I completely forgot Dragonborn exists, because... Yeah, if you basically again, because there isn't, a, there isn't. A, you you encounter like three of them in your entire playthrough, yeah, um, and none of them are like a significant NPC. So it's just like you kind of forget that they're they're a thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to I think I I think if I do a third playthrough. I will probably play a sorcerer, um, or maybe a ranger, but probably a sorcerer, um, just for wild magic shenanigans. So I'm playing a sorcerer at the moment, and. It is fun, and the sorcerer dialogue options are also hilarious and pointless. Um, you just basically spend your entire time going, "Why is this hard? I have magic flowing through me. What do you mean you don't? You absolute loser!" Um, great, I love it. But like, I've I've got quite good at like rotating the companions. So like, I'll like when Gale runs out of spell slots, I'll just kick him to the curb and bring a fighter in and just go and smash some people. Um, but also it means that I'm fucking useless because I'll burn through all my spell slots in two seconds flat. Um, and then I have a bunch of full health fighter people in full armor and shields and everything who can just wander around smacking things. And I'm just there like, Ray of Frost, Ray of Frost. Yeah. That is the problem. And it is it is one of the reasons, how, obviously I said I played Rogue the first time, Monk this time. And like I've got a few like short, long rest abilities, but the bonk mm. of the stuff is just like always available. Yeah, yeah. Um, because yeah, that is the problem. Otherwise, like, I mean, I guess the the idea, right, is that you don't do what you did, which is rotate out your party basically into yeah. burn everyone's everything and then yeah. take a long rest. Like yeah. the idea, and I think because like at the moment I've got like fifteen hundred supplies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I could like long rest for like a week straight and not yeah. have any problems. Um, I think and, and like lots of stuff happens when you rest so there's definitely an incentive to do it but there's also like when you get incentive like you get some like really cool buff from like a quest that's like until the next long rest and like you're like well now we don't want to take a rest because i'll lose the cool buff but but also you want to drive your stories forward because i remember when i did the casador fight the first time around basically astarian had just been sitting in my camp since i found him because i was like yeah yeah. um you know, I killed Casador fairly easily because I was level 12 at the time and I had cool stuff. Um, and then I, like, sent all the people back into the Underdark. And, like, a bunch of people I'd never heard of turned up and yelled at me about it. And then I talked to Astarian and he's distraught. And I'm just like, 
Why? I don't understand. What? Who? Who is this dude? Why do you care? And like, you know, I've rotated him f- through a few times, and you know, you you just in the course of playing the game get enough like story information to be like, oh, that's why he cares. I see. Um, and it's really good about like, you know, telegraph. Like, I I took Lazel through the, the crash again because you know, gift stuff, and, like, I'll take Shadowheart through the Char Temple because Char stuff, and, you know, it, it, it's generally not a surprise when you're like, ah, this thing is probably this companion's deal. Um, although, admittedly, I have no idea where I should be taking Gale for his story stuff. Oh, um, so the... There's a few bits, um, but there's the, the... The key thing in Act 3 is that, you know, there's, like, the, the Temple of, like, Miscellaneous Gods? Oh, yeah. That if you go in there and use the so there's this did you meet Elminster? Yeah, yeah. So if you go into the temple uh, and talk to the like the uh, the mistress statue, oh, yeah, yeah. That, I, 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 and I, then I, there's I, the whole I, thing with uh, with yeah. Lorikin, um, and then obviously he gets the like the nuke, um, mm. and then like he, you get the option of like you know do you want to sacrifice yourself? And you go, oh, I mean, like, okay, it's just a basement full of rats, but if that's what you want to do, Gail, then that's yeah, on you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, the, the thing that I found interesting was that obviously I murdered a star, or had a star in murdered. Not, yeah. no, I let him get murdered um, yeah. in in my playthrough. And what I didn't realise, I didn't know anything about the Chaos Doors, because I literally hadn't talked to him. Yeah, yeah. So well, like, yeah, I went yeah, to camp exactly. first yeah. night, like, he tried to bite me, and I was like, well, fuck you, You're st- not only are you staying in camp, but when I meet this monster hunter dude, like, yeah, I'm yeah. just like, oh yeah, he's in my camp, just check yourself. Yeah, um, yeah. So when I then got to the Casados, which I nearly missed, yeah, I nearly yeah. missed it existed, because it's quite well hidden in mm. the whole state, right? You kind of have to go up that stairwell inside the tower to kind of get to yeah, the door. Yeah. So I went in there, got got to the fight, and then I realised that one of the, like, people around him in the thing is literally, like, zombie historian. Yeah. Who's obviously been... You know, because you then, if you actually play through it normally, you, you discovered that the monster hunter was basically yeah. hired to bring him back. Yeah, I think so. Like he does, he kind of shows up again at the end. Mm. I mean, he's dead, but yeah. you know, more yeah. dead, less dead, differently dead. Yeah, um, but, which I thought was quite interesting because none of the other characters kind of get that arc. Like Will's just dead because I murdered him. He, oh, well, he defends the grove, and you have to. He kill defends him. the grove, and I have to kill him. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, "What?" Well, because I was like, "Oh, well, I'll recruit him. Cool." But then, as soon as you turn on the grove, yeah. he's like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna fight you." So I had to yeah. kill him. And then I was like, "Okay, well, I'll go and find Carlac because I know where she is. So I'll go and recruit her anyway." Yeah. And then you go to Carlac, and she's like, "Oh no, you're the fucker that like killed all those people in the grove." And I was yeah. like. <laughs> and then she was like, oh, I'm not going with you. You can fuck off. And, you know, he tried to kill me. And so I was like, shit, I was like, lost quite a lot of the party here. So they're not coming back. Gail's on. I've still got Gail's hand. <laughs> right? But not the rest of them. Yeah. Um, which is a bit of a pisser. Because um, I, I basically had no casters for like the first yeah, yeah. Like, act of the game. Actually, I got a hireling in the end um, just to have some some casting. And he, he literally now just stands next to Withers. I, I didn't have the heart to dismiss him. So he just stands there now, never gets to join the party. It's on his own. Um, but yeah, like it, it's, it is, I think you're right. I think rotating them in does get you the extra bit of, of story that yeah. you wouldn't otherwise yeah, get. Yeah. And I kind of did this time because I had a star in my party for ages. 
because I didn't have anyone else. I only had the four, the four people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I've been slowly rotating them out because I've had Minthara in there fairly often, um, just for a bit of variety. And now I've also had Jahira a few times because there's stuff in Baldur's Gate we have to take up with you. Yeah, so I I regret not taking Jahira on more stuff, but but like like you said, like I didn't have particularly any kit for her. I didn't really know what she did. She was a bit underwhelming. Um, and again, like I didn't the first playthrough, I didn't do the thing where you basically respect them and put their stats in sensible configurations rather than yeah, one of the I won't. I have. I, I refuse to do that anyway. I did it for myself. Yeah, uh, but that was only because. I kind of had to to do what I wanted to do. Um, oh, no, I'm going full power gaming arsehole on this run. Um, so I didn't. I, I, that's my plan for next time: is to just it's to do everybody, just like drop a min max on everyone. But this time, I just wanted a particular build for my my character, which I couldn't do otherwise. Um, yeah. I've left the other ones, um, but I have kind of like because the thing with like Jahira is you get to and, and the same with Minthera is you get to level them from level one. Yeah. So you do get that kind of degree of control it's not like they yeah, show yeah. up a level 10 like because most games would do that they chart like whatever level you yeah, are yeah. at the time yeah. and then just expect you to go from there and i like they just go like no they're, they're level one you level them however you want yeah you can give them whatever subclass you want we're not going to tie you to it kind of yeah. thing which is nice yeah um but yeah i i, I do first take you here with me i've got to go to her, her house mm. and to um the thieves guild yeah woman um and then that'll probably be it and she'll just fuck off back to the the nice hotel yes um and stay there did you um did you try and shag will's patron no i uh i judged that shagging the mind flare was um was out there enough so well, I, I was delighted to discover who the emperor actually is and i was like oh uh, i really fucked that guy awesome yeah um so yeah so there was that i i did also check the, the the emperor but then um i i i actually that was one bit i did save scum because turns out lazel's not happy like this is what i love right it makes no sense and this this is one thing that genuinely makes no sense narratively right so lazel basically didn't care when mm. the party rocked up after i just shagged an actual mind flayer so I always assume, or also the impression I always got from that scene was that they effectively have a really disturbing dream, uh, and then the emperor just wipes all their memories. So I don't think they remember because then, when if you have the the weird fling with um, what's her name, begins with M, not Mister, because that's the goddess of magic, Missouri. That's her. Yeah. Then yeah, Lazelle really fucked off. Oh, right, yeah. No, I, so, no, I, I think it is literally that the Emperor wipes their memories. Possibly. So I did retcon that. And yeah. Didn't do it. Um, but I thought that was quite funny that that was an option. That was after I'd got Will freed from his contract. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, because then she gets really fucked off if you try and rescue his dad. Yeah, because you're not supposed to... Oh, Mizora does. Sorry, I yeah, that's part of the deal. No, no, yeah, that's yeah. part of the deal. I did it yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, Wait, I yeah, she, and I, I got him out of the cell, and then she just sent some things to murder him, and I didn't have the resources to stop. stop oh, him I just him. yeah, I just no, I just cast sentry on him and ran him to the exit. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, but that was like my eighth time of trying to get not only get everyone out of there, all of the the known prisoners and the mind flayer guy that's in like one of the far rooms and oh, yeah, all the rest I, of it. 
I got two or three of them out and I called it. I was, I was basically, I basically went in the end, I went in fully spec. I was like, uh, right, Misty Step, Dimension Door, Haste, like you fucking know, I had, I had like all of the, yeah. the characters that could do like, you know, so I had, I had obviously my rogue can do like dash as a, as a bonus action. I had yeah. like, um, Karlak with just like ridiculous jumping and running distance. And yeah, I, yeah. Just, I managed to get almost everybody out. Yeah. So like on my eighth try. Also, again, the Duke was easy because it's just like sanctuary run. Um, that was also, I will say, that fight was awesome when I eventually did it, but I almost didn't do it because the dialogue tree, like you get to Gortash saying, oh, fuck you, I'm going to blow them up. And you're like, that's very in character. It's a bit shit. I guess I'll just sail away then. Yeah. Um. And it, it wasn't until I was, I, I, it annoyed me enough that I Googled it. I was like, oh, there's a fight and you have to, oh, this is really cool. But yeah, it was. Um, well, the other fun thing is if you say no, if you say you're going to leave and you yeah. leave, if you go back, he just blows it up and they'll die. You don't get a chance yeah. to go in and. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then what I also found was that a little bit of a shit. So the guy that helps you get there, mm. if you've talked to the like weird, like mermaid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, cultist. Oh, yeah, I told him down the like, river. You, you get back, they all pop out, and they're like, "We want, we want to kill this guy." Yeah. I was like, "No, like, I don't think you understand what's going on here. Like, it's quite a bit more complicated than he's just like been murdering your your." Mm. But obviously, but there isn't an option to like try and resolve it peacefully. Your only options are hand him over, or fight the cultists, or like oh, yeah, the, the temple. Oh, I didn't. I, I didn't. I was just like, I was just like, no, this guy's just helped me. He's not done anything particularly wrong. Um, you know, oh, no, when I was talking to him, he was like, "Yeah, whoops! I um, it turns out I've invented an awful machine for an awful person. I'm going to continue operating it." Oh, okay. I, I didn't like, have that conversation with him. If I had that conversation with him, I'd have sold him down the river as well. Um, yeah. I end up having to fight with a bunch of bloody mer people. Yeah. Uh, well, not mer people, just like you know, priestesses yeah. of the of the mer people. The mer people yeah. are the ones that show up on the the in the harbor and in the Hagwin the underwater base. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like. You think about like the breadth of weird shit that is in this game. It's kind of ridiculous. Like, I was I was having it through yeah, the, like, the achievements for it. Yeah, I, for like I, some I, of the more obscure ones. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the um, the bug for recruiting Minthara because um, you basically have to like instead of killing her when you kill all the you, are, bot- you knock her unconscious. You knock her unconscious, and then obviously you take all her stuff because why wouldn't you? Um, which means that when you get to Act 2, she turns up um, pleading for her life in front of Ketherick, who's like, you didn't get the artifact, what the fuck? Except she's stark bollock naked because you've taken all her stuff. <laughs> um, and no one mentions it. And they're like, everyone there, like, Ketherick's all in his armour with a halberd coming out of him. All the goblins are, like, being witched and everything. And no, naked. They took her down to the cells to torture her. Still naked. Um, you break you actually, the torturers and break her out. Still naked. And it's only once you actually get out of Moonrise that like, she suddenly becomes a party member. Um, goes back to your camp and you can be like, have some clothes. I, I came across a really weird bug with Shadowheart. So she, it, if, you, if, you, if she saves uh, not the Night Song, she then mm. dyes her hair silver. Yes. Right? So if you then, if you're romancing her, then in Act 3, when you go swimming with her... Yeah, her hair randomly changes back to black for the duration <laughs> of that cutscene, and then back to silver again afterwards. Uh, right? No, because w- when I romanced her, I got the 
swimming with her before she changed her hair. Right. Okay. Because you can you can still romance her if she kills the night song and goes full shot. You can still. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Do you still go through? Um, but obviously, then her hair is black. She still changes the style. Yeah. yeah. But from that like weird bowl cut she starts yeah. with. Yeah. It, 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 she needed her parents to tell her that that was a bad look. So I had, it's quite interesting, like my first playthrough, I accidentally got one of the rarest achievements, which is the one for saving every tiefling refugee. Oh my God. I can't like, imagine the whole game. Them. Well, I didn't try it. That's the point. Yeah. It was just like pure coincidence. Like I just, I just saved them all. So I went, went through. I literally, at the first opportunity, I went down to save one from the harpies and couldn't. Um, so the one like, interesting well, that the one achievement I haven't got that loads of people have, like the, the most common achievement mm. that I, sorry, the, not quite true. The most common achievement I ha- don't have is the one for letting a star in bite me. Oh no, I got that like, like I didn't let him the first time round, and I said I got him killed. And the second time yeah. round, he didn't try it. Yeah. Yeah, no, he hasn't um, tried it in my current playthrough. I don't know why. But. but the second most common achievement I haven't got is the defeating the commander on the Nautiloid. You know, the, the, the devil... On that you fight, but when you have to get to the console, and you're like, there's like a, there's a couple of imps, uh, like you know, uh, flying imp things, and there's like the the devil and the mind flayer, and they're fighting each other. You've got to get to the console at the back to take control of the Nautiloid before it crashes. Nope. It's li- literally like one of the first fights you have. It's it's that last the last bit oh, of the Nautiloid. Sorry, I, I was still on the. Um... On the thing to get you to the um, uh, the Iron Iron Throne. Uh, oh no, no, sorry. Yes, that Nautiloid. Um, yeah. Sorry, which achievement? The for killing the commander in oh, that right. fight right. at the end of the thing. I've, I've, well, no, I haven't. It's the one thing I haven't done. Is, is actually bothered because you you don't have to kill him. You just go to the console and hit the button, and yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. end of that fight. Um, well, cause normally but, the devil like, pushes in fairly quickly. Yeah, apparently forty percent of people have killed killed him. Yeah, um, so the devil not the yeah yeah the thing and then beyond that i've got most of them a lot of them are like the um there's one like there's the one for like killing the the forge column without using the hammer and it's just like oh, i haven't got enough time for that yeah. I, just, I can't be bothered um and what the what grim yeah i just threw daggers at him it was hilarious oh uh, you, you just use the hammer and you like kill him in two hits Oh, no, 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 I, I, I literally... It, it turns out that um, all the Tavern Brawler and Ring of Flinging bonuses uh, go through all his resistances. So I literally just hasted Laser um, Karlak and had her just lob random shit at him. Um, and he died in a few turns. Interestingly, there's one in here. Kill the Red Dragon in the Upper City. I don't know which one that is. I know there's the dragon that you kill that's like the Bone Dragon. It's like the, the dead one that, that comes back to life that you kill. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but I don't know. Kill the red dragon in the upper city. I've no idea what that. Oh is. no, it's um, it's I think it's when you're doing the. Fi- oh no, yeah, it's when you're doing the final fight. Um, so you've got up to it's just it, it's in that sequence where you're trying to get you might it might be because you got the emperor rather than killing the emperor. Um, when you're trying to fight across the brain surface literally the second last screen in the game to get to teleport into the weird thing. Yeah. Um, a red dragon appears. Oh, okay. Um, I missed that completely or it didn't happen. 
Yeah, yeah you'd, it, it wouldn't have happened. Like, it, it's very fucking obvious that a red dragon has appeared and is beating shit up. Um, and I just, like, summoned basically every ally. that I, So I, I had, like, a bunch of Flaming Fists, Aelin, um, uh, what's his name? Um, the Tiefling, Paladin, Disgraced Person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some Harpers, some other people just basically run it around. It killed most of them. Like, it's a red dragon. It's, it's yes, quite powerful. yeah, yeah. And they're not, but um, Aelin is quite powerful and killed it. Did you um, did you ever use the divine intervention? Yes, and this is my best story of narrative driven um, stuff in in uh, or sort of emerging narrative in the game because I didn't really. I got into the fight when you're on the little floating platform to kill the absolute, and I had no idea what the fuck was going on, and my Tav and Orpheus got stuck on a platform that got disintegrated and died. And I was like, oh, fuck's sake, I'm going to lose all of the... Whatever, I'll finish the game. I want to see the end sequence. Um, and so uh, Lazel gets in a minute later, fully hasted, goes absolutely berserk and chops up. And the last turn before um, she's about to finish it off, I suddenly remember, oh, shit, Shadowheart's here. She can't do shit because she's basically useless, but she's got divine intervention and she's romancing my Tav. I will see if the resurrect divine intervention works, and it did. I didn't even. I didn't see. I, I like. I actually not even looked at it because I was like, I don't want to click it because I don't know what might happen. Yeah, you know. And it was only in that it was in it was it wasn't quite the final fight, but it's the one where you like go into that like sort of into this almost like sort of castle bit where yeah, there's yeah. just like enemies up all around you kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Mind flares everywhere, and I had to use it there. Mm. Um, but yeah, like. Yeah, it's like, it's ridiculous. It's, it is, as you read it, it's like, you can only use this once. And I was like, well, that means I'm just never going to use it. It's like yeah, every yeah. other powerful item in the game. I just won't use the. Yeah, no, but no, it, it was really, like, I, I really liked the fact that literally as we were about to kill the Absolute and Tavra sacrificed herself to um, to kill the Absolute, that Shadowheart is like, no, my love, divine intervention, you're coming back. And she came back and Orpheus came back with her. Um, really and then... Lazel butchered it, and I, but but unfortunately, I was the mind flayer, so turned it into a monster. Ending, yeah. Um, no, well, this time I've gone like absolutely not. I just I yeah. told the Empress to do one, but Minthara is just like, yeah, give me the fucking tadpoles. So I've just decked her out with like literally every because I've got like God knows how many, like thirty yeah. spare. So I've just unlocked every ability for her. Yeah, and then yeah. I, I don't know whether she, I don't know if you get the option for like non non-player character to go full mind flayer. I think you do. I No, you do, you do. Because I, I got Gale to do it in the last playthrough. Okay. Like, you get two or three astral tad... It, 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 yeah, there's well, definitely I've got, more like, one astral you, tad. You get, the, you get the initial astral tadpole that turns them, like, half mind flayer. Yeah, yeah. And gets them all, like, fucked up face and everything. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah no, I, I've got Gale to half mind flayer. I've, yeah. I, I, yeah, I've no idea if you can get the rest of them to full mind flayer. Because there's some items on their their brain that are still locked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To ring, and it's like, why would they be there if you could never unlock them? I I thought there was only the initial. You're not really a mind flayer. You've just got some tadpoles, and then the your face goes all sprungly. Um, yes, and, and then there's, there's like a, there's like the outer them. ring of of padlocked oh, brain yeah, things yeah. Um, from Inthera. So there must be something that I can do to like get her the extra the yeah. extra unlocks. I mean, it could be, um, you know, you can't, no, you can't, because you can't play Minthera as, as an origin character, so... Um, no. Yeah. Um, 
But I mean, like, if I, if she has the conversation, actually, I don't, I don't know if you get to control who has that conversation with the emperor. I think you have to have it. Yeah. And otherwise, you could have the conversation with him with like Mithera and say, "Yes, make your mind flyer." Um, yeah, I, I feel like there's like some. It's not. It's all mentioned in the narrative, and it's not. You're not bashed over the head with it, but like the the player character is the special one. Yeah, again, like the other, that, there doesn't seem to be like a huge amount other than the fact that the emperor contacts you. Yeah. Um, rather than any of the others. But like, yeah, true. He only contacts you. The only reason he can even contact you is because like you're on the Nautiloid with yeah. Shadowheart, who's got the astral prism. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's quite interesting really, because I was having a conversation with somebody who was saying like that when they were playing, they didn't recruit Gale. Yeah. And they pulled this one off by mistake. They failed. They failed the role. Yeah. yeah. They didn't recruit Lazelle. Yeah. Because they never encountered her in the cage after you yeah. crashed into Nautiloid. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like the only re- and they didn't rescue Shadowheart, but the game forces her on you. Yes. Because she's the only one that has to be there because of the Astral Prism. Yeah. Right? So you can you can, if you want to, you can you can technically avoid a Starion. Yeah. Because you can tell them all to fuck off as well. But like you can you can accidentally avoid them. And I like I almost I almost missed Will on my second playthrough. I almost missed Carlac on my first playthrough, yeah. I, I almost went and murdered the camp before I'd spoken to yeah. Will. Um, I mean, not that it matters in the end, but it obviously could have yeah, been. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you can find yourself in a position where the only character that you recruit is Shadowheart. Yeah. Because um, she's the only, like, essential character. Yeah. But only initially, because she could die. And if you don't resurrect her, it's fine. You just get to keep the Astral Prism. Yeah, yeah. But you have to have that initial meeting so that she can have the actual prism and then um and then give it to you. Um but there's also um I just I still because I haven't the one thing I didn't do was uh this time around was I didn't uh side with uh Vlakith and try and kill the Emperor. Well at the time I didn't know it was him, but the but the the uh, yeah. the, the, the your mate in the actual prism. Um Oh yeah, I can't, I, I can't just fight on the basis of like, like I, I'm an I'm an evil like murdering bastard, mm. but like fuck her because like she's she's so much worse than like everybody else. Plus, in, in this playthrough, I want to free Orpheus, so it makes it difficult if I. Yeah, I um I enjoyed tremendously that my, the first time I was like, oh yeah, I get why this is game of the year was when I talked Flacketh into wishing me dead, which was hilarious. It was just literally like, why do you want me to go into this stupid prism and kill this stupid person? You're a god. Do it yourself. No, you do it. No, fuck you. All right, die. Oh, shit. There goes, there goes that run. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, but the, one thing I don't know is that if you, if, you, if you like agree to do it and you go into the, can you actually kill? So I presume you can't kill. I have no the, idea. And like my, the impression that I get is, regardless of what you do, when you come out of the prism, the Inquisitor tries to kill you. Oh, I've I've never, I've always killed the Inquisitor first. Well, I never, no, I haven't on either. I went in first, did my stuff, came out, but in both cases, I had not killed the, the dude in yeah, the prism. No, I've, I've never tried. Um, 
But I get the impression from it that they will try and kill you regardless. Yeah. Because otherwise you'd end up in a situation where, I guess it's possible, but like, what? just that the Gith aren't like chasing you throughout the game. Yeah. And then like, why would Voss show up and try and get you, you you lose out in Voss showing up and trying to get you to free Orpheus, all that stuff. Well, presumably you must be able to bypass it somehow because um, you can just go through the Underdark and never go to the monastery. Yeah, but that's that. That's true, actually. Then you could still get like Vos showing up and asking you about Orpheus, telling you about because you you have the conversation. Oh, yeah, obviously, but, but you but wouldn't you would avoid that. You yeah, you'd avoid the fight when you go in there and discover that the emperor is the. No, no, because no, that's that's later, isn't it? The, the first time you go in there to try and um, to when Vlakith tells you, you still don't know that it's the emperor is still oh. just and she's like the, yeah, the, the help like, whatever it is, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so but you would still go in later when he pulls you in and asks for yeah, help yeah. to fight off the thing. So you would still have that that reason then for Voss to contact you and go like, I know that you know Orpheus is in the prism and blah yeah, blah. Yeah. You just wouldn't necessarily have the reason for the the rest of the gift to be chasing you down and trying to kill you. Well, but they would, but but you'd still have the reason of like you have the prism, and they, if they knew that you did. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, um, um, you, I didn't realize. The other thing that occurred to me is that. I hadn't. I'd had to like sneak or fight my way into the room where the Inquisitor is. Yeah. It suddenly dawned on me afterwards. If I just went to the commander of the Gith base and went, "Here's the astral prism." Yeah. My assumption is that'll take you to the Inquisitor yeah, at that point. But I could have avoided yeah. all this bloodshed. That, that was one of the things that did annoy me. Actually, it was one of the few times I felt like I was being railroaded because I felt like it should be easier to sneak in and just be like, I, I'm just some guy. I know nothing about this prism. I just want to talk to the Inquisitor. Um, and you can't. Or, or rather, actually, you can if you pickpocket the key off the off the commander. You have, like, two seconds to get to the force field, shut it in. But even then, she'll be like, what the fuck? How it's been stolen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you stole my key, and then the Inquisitor's just like, "Nah, let him in anyway. It's fine." Yeah, and what I had when I did that the first time around was I did exactly that. I got my yeah. rogue, who was basically impossible to spot, even in like bright light, yeah. and like to pickpocket, activate the thing, just on their own. Like I separated the party, <laughs> went through the gate, went to the Inquisitor. Yeah, right, and then when I came back out again. Afterwards, mm. the whole of the crash was hostile towards me because I'd nicked the key. I'm oh, right, no, somewhere no, I shouldn't no. have done. Be- because I managed to get the key in before she noticed that I'd stolen it. She wasn't hostile. She was she was going to be hostile, and then the Inquisitor comes on on the intercom and is just like, "No, um, just let him through." Huh, interesting. Which I, was, which I was really happy I discovered, but it's really hard to do. Like you have, it's genuinely a test of dexterity to open your inventory, open the thing, insert the what's it in time before they know. There was one bit, one thing I showed I do really appreciate, which is when you get into a fight with somebody, mm. it does not aggro every single person on the map automatically. No, absolutely. So there's the bit where you go into in the crash, you go into the infirmary. Mm. And you talk to the woman, and she tries to put you in the thingy and yeah. basically murder you. Yeah. And then when you survive and the thing explodes, yeah, she fucks off to basically get get the guards. 
Yeah. Oh, does when she? she? Well, she fucks up and locks you in the room. Oh, well, um, I just I mentally fortitude destroy the Zathisk, and she's just like, "What the fuck, man? You just blew up my really expensive Zathisk, you asshole!" I'll get on with my research. Ah, uh, she was in my case. She was like, uh, "You know, wait here. I'm going to go and get the get the Inquisitor or somebody." And she like locks the door and fucks off. If you once you unlock the door, everybody in the like in oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Sort of the dormitory behind it's hostile, tries to kill yeah. you, but nobody else in the rest of the crashes. So you kill them. Yeah, yeah. And then you just like freeze. And same if you go into like the hatchery, you kill yeah. everybody in there, and nobody else is fussed about it. And yeah. sometimes it goes, oh, but but you know, if somebody wanders in, they see the body, they will obviously. Yeah, yeah. hostile, but it's nice because there's so no, many games where you get that where it's just like everyone is telepathically linked, and the second you yeah, upset yeah. one of them, like everyone just fucking kicks off. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah. nice to have that freedom to like, oh, I can murder a few people here. I did that when I was doing Goblin Camp. I, I just wandered around, snuck up, murdered a bunch of people, didn't move. Three people aggroed at once. Move on to the next group of people. Push a statue on some of them. Lob a bomb at some of them, um, and yeah, Bob's your uncle. Yeah, it, it leads to some nice things because you don't just automatically get. Otherwise, you just automatically overwhelmed because yeah, those yeah. fights are hard. Mm. And one of the things that that like is a big D and D thing is that like a dozen kobolds are like infinitely more deadly than like a god. Yeah, because they just they get more turns. Yeah. And they will, they will, like, statistically, they will kill you far faster. Because, like, when I was yeah. fighting Raphael the first time, I killed all of his, like, dudes, mm. which was fucking hard. And, like, I, I nearly died. I, actually, no, that was where I had to use divine intervention. Yeah, yeah. Was fighting Raphael. Um, and so I killed killed all his dudes. And mm. then I was like, this guy's, re- like, Raphael's really hard to kill. Like, he's got all these resistances and abilities yeah. and reactions and all the rest of it. And then I realized I had... Uh, Gale with me, and he has Otto's Irresistible Dance. Yeah. Now, Otto's Irresistible Dance is amazing for two reasons. One, it's like a really high wisdom save, yeah. um, which is even for Raphael as difficult. But two, and most importantly, you cannot save on the first turn. Really? So he's a guaranteed one oh. turn of not being able to act. And then at the end of that first turn, you get to save. Oh, I never you don't get an initial save. And he kept failing the save. So oh, I got like five turns where he couldn't act and couldn't react either. Nice. He's got some really horrible deaths. Like when oh, you yeah, yeah. couldn't do anything. He was just standing there, couldn't couldn't act, couldn't react. And I just I basically just hacked him down in that time. But like I wouldn't have done it otherwise. He'd have absolutely slaughtered the entire party. Mm. But it's, it is yeah. so powerful for that that reason that even if they make the save, you still get that first turn of they can't do anything, they can't act or react. Mm. And it's it's so good. Yeah, um, not having him react is almost as big a deal of not having him act. Yeah, like for most things, it's not a big deal, but for like for the big bosses, yeah, like the number of reactions they have is like horrible, and they're really nasty as well. They're like you know, his some of his are horrendous. They're basically yeah. just like will kill you in one go. And like he also has that horrendous thing of like when the people die, mm. like if you kill somebody, you can't resurrect them. Yeah, withers can still bring them back, but like you you can't resurrect them because yeah. he severs their soul from their body. Look, interestingly, so, I think divine intervention also gets around that. It does, and, yeah. And hope has divine intervention. 
Yes. That, no, that's right. I used her divine intervention. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't use Shadow. I don't think I had Shadowheart with me in that because she was a bit yeah. shit. Um, yeah. Like, she does feel like a bit of a shit character a lot of the time. She was great after the House of Hope because I gave her both the Gauntlet of Strength and the Thing of Constitution. No, I gave her the Thing of Constitution. Um, and she ended up having like 150 hit points. Yeah. So she just ended up being like this walking damage sponge. He's really useful um, in that too because of all like Turn Undead. Yeah. yeah. Outside of mm. she's quite, she, she does no damage basically. Yeah. Um, and she misses all the time yeah. with like both attacks and spells. her as a life caster. Uh, as yeah. life cleric, because um, life cleric is incredible. You just shit out hit points. Um, but uh, but no, yeah. Apart from that, yes, useless. Which is disappointing, right? Because you want her with you for like active reasons, yeah. but also she's a bit crap. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so you just have to kind of deal with it. But yeah, respect yeah. is an option. But I've, I felt I definitely didn't want to do that in my first playthrough because I felt dirty, like changing. Yeah, yeah, no. the, the NPCs. Yeah, no, I, I didn't do it on the first playthrough. I did on the on this one. But yeah, I think I think I will. I think I once I've done this playthrough, I think I will start another one, um, and I will will I will just fuck will min max everybody. Yeah, I don't yeah. care about the consequences. Just like I will make you the like just the worst the every DM's nightmare. Just like the the worst min maxing bullshit that you can. I have tried that, and then honestly, like just straight twelve Battlemaster Fighter Lazel is. As good as it gets, yeah. We, like, well, you, you do the monk thief blend, and that's that's really good too. It's um, so broken though, because I, I, I've been playing it this time around, and like yeah. it is because the thing with it is not only do you get like the four attacks turn, which is yeah. good, you also get stagger and prone, so you can yeah, stop them reacting and you can knock them on the floor, and yeah. you can basically jump like fifty feet. Yes, and you have Jumping. an. You have an ability which um, restores HP mm. and gives you an extra bonus action. So you get three bonus actions for the duration that it's going. Um, my unarmed attacks do like 50 damage a hit. I haven't worked that part out yet because I didn't realize you couldn't use sneak attack with unarmed attacks. Yeah. But I need, like, do, what you do, so you, it, there's, there's several elements to it, right? So you you have um, the, there's, there's the boots of uninhibited, whatever they are, that yeah, yeah. let you add your wisdom modifier to your unarmed attack damage. <laughs> you also use the elixir of, uh, of, of um, Snow Giant or the Cloud Giant strength, which yeah. is 27 strength. Oof. Yes. So essentially, I have twenty decks, eighteen wisdom, yeah, and like eight strength. Yeah, but then you just use the elixir. You have like twenty-seven strength, mm-hmm. um, and then you you also have there's there's a you start with the cast grace robe is the best one early on because it gives yeah. you the, the decks and the um, advantage on the rolls. But then you switch to uh, one which you buy from Lorikin, which uh, gives you um, extra HP, gives you healing. Um, mm. Like when you succeed on a saving throw, yeah, um, and yeah, you basically, and, and you also like you equip one of the unarmed gloves that gives you like a D four bonus of like elemental damage, yeah, um, whichever one you want doesn't really matter. Um, and then there is one later on as well, which is like even more ridiculous. But then you can you can go with the gauntlets of ogre strength or whatever, yeah, um, if you don't have the elixirs. Um, but there's also uh, what's it called? Um, there's a uh, some ridiculous um, gloves. Uh, 
yeah, gloves of soul catching. Right, which um, do 1d10 force damage extra, right? Um, And then once per turn on an unarmed hit, you either regain 10 HP. Once per turn, (laughs) you regain 10 HP. Or instead of the healing, you get advantage on attack rolls and saving throws until your next turn. Nice. And... It gives you plus two constitution. Oh, fuck no. Right? Uh, it, it's, um, you get them from hope. When you say um, you get them from her. But, like, it's, they're just insanely good. Um, and so, yeah, you basically, at the end of it, you are... You, you can basically, depending on how lucky you get with the rolls and stuff, you, you can be outputting, like, you know, 70, 80 damage a turn. Yeah. It, it's yeah, so absurd. I mean, at the moment, I'm only halfway through Act Two, so like he's doing ten to twelve damage on unarmed hits, which is good, um, but it's not quite the sort of blender that you get from Lazel or Karlak at that stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it's. Um, I'm looking forward yeah, to getting oh, great weapon master as well on um, on Karlak. Um, that would be yeah, I, I always take um, my favorite thing to do. I always take Sentinel on Lazel. Because mm. it's great fun. Because like you always have two, at least two people in melee. Because just one yeah. city you're going to. So anytime anyone like attacks me, mm. she just gets a free reaction attack on them. Yeah. And when somebody attacks her, she gets a free reaction attack on them. And it's just like and and, and the other the other thing with Sentinel is that it stops their movement. Yeah. So when you if you get a normal attack opportunity, I think it, it costs half your movement if you get hit. Yeah. But with Sentinel, it's 100% your movement. So they then can't even yeah, get away. relocate. It works really well. Um, but yeah, I am going to go full. I mean, Lizelle, like you said, you don't, she doesn't really need much. But I think for, for all the others, I'm going to go like full full bullshit min-max for read, yeah. up, read up on them, like the most broken, ridiculous builds to yeah. do for everybody. Um, and I'm going to try, as I'm going to go like Sorcerer or something and not, not go what is effectively the same, the same rogue. You, you want to do Swords Bard. Yeah, I have heard Swords yeah. Bard is good. Um, but I'm not sure. I'm just like, I don't know if I want to... I, I kind of want to go for one of the slightly more obscure mm. like min-max builds rather than like what everyone does. Just something that's a bit interesting. But I, I will say that one of the big advantages of Swords Bard that you don't think about is that they get uh, Speak with Animals as a cantrip. I had that because I was a gnome. Ah, okay, right. Yeah. It was so good. It's so yeah, yeah. useful. I miss it so much. Yeah, I know because I have to keep occasionally having like one of the you know uh, potions of talk with animals. Yeah, well, I have to go um, back to camp and get Will to talk to Scratch. Right. Yeah, yeah, and it is, it is again. It's like the thing. I, the other one I always forget, which like again, you can just like miss huge chunks of like story and dialogue and all mm. the rest of it. Is speak with dead. Yeah, and it's just like yeah, so many like of... to speak with dead amulet really early, so you shouldn't yeah. forget about it. But, but you do because it's just like yeah. well, because one of the things is like there's no point in talking to the people you kill unless you use disguise self yeah, because yeah. they won't talk to you. But yeah. there's so many, there's, there's so many corpses in this game that you just like, Oh, you can just have a chat with them and find out what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. And yeah, it's, and you think the, the, the amount of like thought that's gone into like the writing for like random corpse in like a forest somewhere that like 80% yeah. of the players won't even find. And of the 20% that do only like 5% will think to like, yeah, speak with dead, and you've written a bunch of dialogue 
Yeah, no, it's incredible. It is. Well, I have to say, uh, still one of my favourite bits is the musical number in the House of Hope. Oh my god, yes, it's that is just like again, like because how many people will not see that? Again, I I I almost didn't the first. I I got to uh, the bit where you're sort of standing in front of Orpheus and the Emperor, and they're like, "What the fuck are we going to do?" And because I didn't have the hammer, the only option was like, do what the Emperor says or. No, do what the Emperor says. And I was like, no, fuck this guy. He's awful. Um, and I literally got sort of save scummed back to, you know, about an hour and went like, fuck it, I'm just going to go kill Raphael. Oh, no, that was it. It, it. No, my options were make Raphael's deal, which I'd been playing a very good character, so I was never going to do, or hand the stones over to the Emperor. And I was just like, that is not going to end well. Uh, so I was like, no, fuck this. I'm save scumming. I'm going to go beat the shit out of Raphael. <laughs> Turns out, though, it ends fine. Yeah, I'm sure it does. But it's it's um, one of those weird things where it's like, yeah, actually, no. It turns out the emperor's like just a decent guy who happens yeah. to be a mind player. Um, yeah, yeah, and like throughout the entire, because like yeah, throughout the entire game, there's always that like undercurrent of like, well, obviously he's up to something. He's a mind player. I really hope that there is actually some branching option where it turns out he's not a decent guy, and if you make the wrong choices, he just goes completely berserk. And well, he got really pissed off with me because I lied about making the deal with Raphael. Ah, uh, yeah. He's still, he's still, like, he, he he then still came on to me. And yeah. I was like, no, no, dude, I'm good, thanks. But, like, you were just really pissed off with me because I lied to you about making a literal deal with the devil. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now now you're, you're trying to seduce me. Yeah, that is one of the harder unsolved problems, that, like, when you've got a really high approval rating with something, someone, you can do something that will really piss them off. Um, still and then immediately they'll be like, and now let's fuck. Like, I did this with Lazel when I... um when I was in the crash, and I was just like, you didn't no, sell the egg, did you? Oh yeah, I sold the egg, but I didn't have her in my party when I did that. Um, Smart. But um, I, what was it? I did. Well, first thing oh, yeah, I did, I just, I just immediately just said like, I'm not getting the egg for you, and just killed the woman. <laughs> I know she's got good stuff. Um, no, Which you I can take off her corpse. Or yeah. Could anyway. Um. Uh. Yeah. I. I. Um. I just said, like, fuck you, I'm not... I'm going to kill the Inquisitor, I'm not giving you the weapon, I'm not going in there to kill the Emperor, oh, fine, I will go in there and pretend to kill the Emperor. Uh, and she got really annoyed with me when I didn't kill the Emperor. Um, and then turned up demanding sex. And I was like, well, okay, clearly yeah. not a heartfelt convic- conviction there. I guess the problem is, right, that if you do oh, it the other way, it's it's way too swingy, and you would end up yeah, in a yeah. situation where, like, one... one re- like, it would be more realistic that one truly awful... Yeah, yeah results in them like suddenly hating you yeah but yeah. also like it from a because it's like i think I, I suspect there's quite a few things that they thought about doing that would kind of fit in with like a tabletop D game where they were just yeah, like yeah. we tried this but it turns out it just wasn't fun yeah no completely i i completely get it and like it, i suppose it's one of the one of the problems is how tied the romances are to long resting because they can't I, I get the feeling it was probably quite difficult for them to be like, well, you just pissed her off just before this long rest. We'll bump it back a night because you then end up yeah. with not enough long rests to. Well, and you can't really do that stuff outside of the long rests. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you can't just like have a conversation while you're like in the middle of a dungeon. No, exactly. it's just like you know, let's let's go on a date. Yeah, so it's, like, I, okay. I guess it's just it's it's a bit. It, it felt but, a bit weird. I do but, wish it was more obvious when like. 
you can't because I, I got to a point um in my playthrough now in act three where i basically had to like take five long rests in a row because i just yeah. had this massive backlog of stuff that i knew needed to happen yeah yeah but you can only have in most cases you can only have one thing happen per long rest yeah yeah although it is once you realize that it can make the game more fun because you can just go into every fight being like i'm going to cast every fucking spell i have and blow you the fuck up and then i'm going to long rest (laughs) yeah what's interesting i've only found so far one thing that actually is directly tied to long rests and like if you if you rest you like you fail the quest basically which is when you first get to Baldur's gate and there's the guy that runs the like shitty tabloid newspaper Oh yeah, who like threatens to run the article about how awful you are? Oh, right. If you long rest before you complete that, before you do it, then the next day's edition gets printed, which has your story in. Yeah, nice. Yeah, the the only other time that resting can fuck you is with um, the inn where Councillor Wastame and Duke Ravenguard gets captured from. Hmm. If you go into there, um, and sort of start talking to people and then go back to your camp for any reason before you've rescued Floric and... Me the... To be fair, the building is on fire. Yeah, I know. But, but like, they'll die the moment you yeah, click yeah. the camp button, which is really annoying if you've got the wrong party or something. What's quite funny with the newspaper guy is that on this playthrough, I went in and was talking to him, and he was like, you know, you've done all these terrible, terrible things. And I was just like... You don't, you don't have half of the stuff that I've done. And he was like, "Go on, then." Um, you know, my ears, my, you know, I'm ready. I'll take all this down. My notepad, notepad, at the ready. And you, because you're dark urge, you can then tell him everything that you've done. Fucking hell! Um, and he just basically goes like, "What the fuck? Like, I can't print any of this. <laughs> like, this is just like this like weird like." murder sex rampage you've been on like it's 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 really funny it's just like i'm just gonna print the original story just that's just no i will get fired nice um which i think i thought was quite fun like there's quite a lot of stuff with like that with the dark urge stuff where you in, in certain circumstances it becomes like a really funny thing where people just do not know how to react at all and then it's like oh my god you did what um, I like Mintaro's reaction most of all, which is basically, ah, if you're having thoughts of murdering people, I'm worried you're insane. Um, you're asking me about it, so you're not. But the moment I worry, I worry it's getting out of control. I'm going to kill you. Like, what's interesting is when you reaction. when you go to Last Light um, mm. and like uh, what's his face, the 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 like the, the flaming fist guy that's working yeah. for like, like tries to get you to help him kidnap yeah. Isabel. Yeah, which you can do. And that's fine. You can, yeah. But like it, it just pops up going like. Yeah, you, 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 but you could also kill her. And it's just like, yeah, I was going to, yeah, because obviously I was going to let her yeah. go anyway. But like, yeah. yeah, go for it. Yeah, I could definitely, I could definitely do that. And it really fucks him off because, like, you know, he was, <laughs> but you were supposed to be taking her in alive. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just like, no, but then that, obviously that makes your butler happy because you've, yeah. uh, you've, you've murdered her. Um, I, I like I like that variety. I do wish that the non-lethal takedowns were more useful. Yeah, because the, the, the like, only time I've ever used them is for the bugged Minthara. Well, so there's two two situations where they are potentially used for. One is for Isabel. If you if you are trying to do the the knock her out so that she can be taken away and not kill her thing in Last Light, mm. 
she obviously did a non-lethal takedown there. There's also the thing with um, the hag, like the, the the people that are under the control of yeah. the hag. Oh, like, yeah. It actually tells you, like it's almost like a mini tutorial thing of like, by the way, you can knock these people out. But like, I don't know what you do with them because you knock them out and you can't take the mask off. If you take the mask off, they die. Yeah. So, oh no, I, I know this one. Um, so apparently there's a bunch of content gated behind you know when you first meet Ethel and she goes through the fireplace? If you can take her down before she gets through the fireplace, you get different dialogue out of all of the people in her lair. Oh, okay. But it's really fucking hard. Like, I tried it briefly, and I was just like, I do not have any of the tools to do this. She has a billion hit points, and I'm level three. I find that non-lethal stuff gets kind of weirdly treated in games. I was playing Cyberpunk. And that has non-lethal takedowns, non-lethal yeah. combat options. And I have found precisely one place it's relevant, which is in yeah. a, a mission in the DLC where mm. you go in and they're like, and the, the person who gives you the quest is like, please don't kill anybody. Yeah. Right? And you have to fight your way through like five floors of things, <laughs> right? right. I, 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 I had like, I put one, I put like a non-lethal mod in my gun. I shot, I took the, every single one of them out non-lethally. Yeah. Right? And got to the end, and this guy basically rocks up, who's the, the boss of the guys you've killed. Yeah. And the whole Throws thing... No, no, the whole thing's like this kind of this, like, you know, not like a big misunderstanding, but the guys you're trying to help are convinced that he's going to kill them. Yeah. And he's actually just like, like, no, what, like, you fucked up, but, like, not, nothing has happened, really. It's like, it's all fine. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm go. And then he actually turns to one of his dudes, and he's just like, go and check on all the guys in the building. Yeah. Wow. And like the guy goes and checks and he's like, comes back and goes, no, they're all fine. And so like, he lets you go and everything's fine. So I then tried it again <laughs> and like, and he actually checks and he goes like, no, literally this guy's like murdered every single person in the building. Like, he's killed dozens of our guys. And th- at that point he like turns on you and then tries to gun you down. Mm-hmm. But like no one else, like the rest of the game just like kind of forgets you could do it. And I feel like Baldur's Gate is similar. Like, yeah, there's this option yep. to non-lethally, Incapacity, but it doesn't work with ranged attacks, it doesn't work with spells, so you have to just hit people, which is hard. But also, yeah. it doesn't, it's so rare it doesn't, a thing. Yeah. To yeah. The point that, like, even if there are situations where it does, you why never find I, yeah, unless I forgot that I toggled it on by mistake. I suppose what you could do is, but because it doesn't cost anything, you almost wonder if you should be going through the entire game with non lethal on. Yeah, but the problem is, but it's so easy to kill people with spells oh, yeah, yeah, or arrows yeah. that yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't guarantee that you didn't just like murder a bunch of dudes. Yeah, it's like yeah, okay, what I could have gone through the Emerald Grove and like incapacitated every single tiefling and what have you, and then they'd have all been fine afterwards. It's like that seems unlikely that like you know Minthera and her goblins are just going to go like that guy looks dead, and we're not going to yeah. check too closely. But maybe, I mean, who knows? But like again, like it's not it's not signposted. So I don't think I never felt like it was worth trying. Maybe it is. Maybe you can do like a completely non lethal playthrough of the game. God, that Just, would be so hard. No fireball. Yeah. Well, no, you could use you can use fireball. You can use spots, but you've just got to make sure that the, the final blow yeah. is always just like you know smacking with a club over the head, like Jack, knock him out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I might actually just I might just Google it and see if there is actually like anywhere in the game where it is 
actually yeah. relevant because there's not like any achievements that I've seen for like doing yeah. for like you know incapacitating particular people or anything else. Um, they're all just I like presume, I presume there must be hidden achievements in there somewhere. Well, there are hidden achievements, but you can see what they are. Yeah, like if you enter Steam and go to the global achievements, you can click to show what oh. the hidden achievements are. Um, you didn't used to be able to, but you can now. Um, and like, there's some weird ones like <laughs> multi-class into every class in one playthrough without oh, using yeah. witness to respect you. Yeah, I mean that. Like, your character will just be shit at that point. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it's a classic play the game on hard mode achievement, isn't it? Yeah, there, well, no, but there there are just play the game on hard mode. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's uh, another one which is defeat twenty opponents while a party character is drunk in a single playthrough. Which seems really easy, but only like one and a half percent people have done it. Yeah. Um, and then earn a hundred gold from playing music in a single playthrough. I never used perform as a bard, and I always felt like I was missing out on something. Like I couldn't work out what. It turns out getting money from people. Um, I tried it a few times because I got a I got a loot from somebody. Uh, yeah. Oh, from the the bard from the camp that I then murdered in my sleep. Um, but like every time I do it, it goes poor performance because I'm not a bard and I've not had any training. So I'm just, I'm shit at playing musical instruments. So I'm literally yeah. never going to earn any money from anybody um, other than possibly like a pity coin here and there. Um, but yeah, like I, the, the, the non lethal thing is weird and I wish that there was a yeah. point to it. Um, but there just doesn't seem to be, which is a shame. But yeah. as I said, I've played for. 133 hours? Christ. Um, so oh, far. How do I find out how much I've played? Uh, just on the, the game page at the top. Yeah. Uh, that starts with a B. Uh, 106 hours. Yeah, it's pretty good. So, I mean, you know, it's definitely definitely been worth the money. And apparently there's uh, expansion content coming as well. Um, oh, I haven't killed a creature with falling damage yet. I'm sure I've done that. Okay. Anyway. Have you, have you done a long rest using any alcohol? So that's another uh, good one to... Yeah, no, I haven't done that. Because you, you, you have to, obviously, you have to do it intentionally, because if you just do auto-select, yeah. you're just going to... Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to any expanded content. It was interesting that I listened to someone um, from uh, Larian saying that one of the reasons that they only have you level up to 12 is that much beyond 12 in uh, 5e, you become oh, yeah. so powerful that it becomes incredibly difficult to balance the game. Yeah, like level 7 spells are absurd. Because, yeah, because especially casters, but even marshals, yeah. like you, you reach a point where you are. Essentially, like I mean, you know, level twenty in D and D, you are essentially supposed to be comparable to gods. Yeah. Like you, know, you are supposed to be like the pinnacle of of like yeah. hero, um, and so yeah, it becomes really difficult to balance the game at that point because it's already yeah. quite hard. There's there's bits towards the end of the game where like you're you've got a party of four that are mowing down like thirty or forty people, yeah, in, yeah. in a couple of turns, and so yeah, I can see how scaling that at the point where, like you said, you've got like level seven spells. Yeah, well, I remember it's playing um, uh, Throne of Baal uh, back from, from the old Baldur's Gate D and and obviously that was AD and D rather than Five E or what have you. But but it had exactly the same problem of like you could cast Wish at some point, and you're like, well, well. and and it, it's quite good in it. It just gives you like a list of like nine or ten things that you can wish for, 
Um, and some of them are just like, that dude dies, or I have 11 tijillion gold, or resurrect this person. But it, it definitely start, gets to the point at which you're like, this isn't a game as such anymore. It's like a contest of spell books. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just like, what, what, how do you want to fuck around today with your godlike yeah. powers? Yeah, and, and given how much more ability there is in Baldur's Gate 3 to fuck around, like, yeah, I just don't see how it'd be fun. Yeah. I don't think you could do a DLC that was like just one or just two levels and still have it be fun. I mean, that'd be interesting to see. Like, I reckon you could, I reckon you could probably take them up to like maybe level 16 and still get away with it. I think that's, but you definitely couldn't get them up to twenty. I mean, I think at twenty, because like some of the some of the abilities are like the monk stuff. Like, like a monk at level twenty is just unkillable. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I feel I'm like they do the stretch, and then they've got, they've got two options, right? One of them is it's either like a side piece to the existing quests, or it's a you know a post campaign yeah. thing where you continue your existing leveling or it becomes like a complete side thing where they do it they take it differently either you kind of take a snapshot of your character or mm. you have some other way of doing it that doesn't involve the existing like leveling so it doesn't break you, the problem is if you have it in the middle of the game yes. you can't do that because then by the time you get to the end of the game you're like three or four levels higher than you're supposed to be for that content yeah, I suppose the only thing that I could think they would do that would be vaguely satisfying is sort of have a, you got your um, parasites traumatically remo- removed, you've suffered brain damage and are now level five. Uh, yeah, like, it's such a cliche I know, thing I know. to do. Like, you lost also, all your abilities. It doesn't really fit, because like, the, the people I've talked to, that like what they most expect is basically follow Will and Carlac into Avernus and go kick the shit out of Zariel, which you can't really do as a low-level or mid-level adventure. Also, the problem with that is, and I don't know whether Larian will go down this route, is it establishes a canonical ending. Yes. But then they did that for Baldur's Gate 2, because there were lots of ways you could finish Baldur's Gate 2. Well, sure, sure. But like, but la- but like that, that, it's always a difficult thing to do, right, to, to make that decision as a developer. For, some, for something that has this many different ways it can end with like the different party makeups and all the rest of it to establish a canonical ending is really tricky but i mean the, but the witcher did it cuz like when you went from witcher 2 1 to 2 and to 3 you could if you hadn't played the witcher if you didn't have a save for the previous game either it would give you the canonical ending or you could be like these are the choices i made which is fine yeah and that's fine but the problem is if you do like the Will and Carlac go to Avernus. Well, yeah. my second playthrough, I can't do that because they're both dead. Well, no, I know, but but you you'd sort of end up in this weird one of Larian saying either you can do the canonical one where Tav, Will, and Carlac go to Avernus, or you can do your one and you and three hirelings go to Avernus. Yeah, but that would be shit. That's the problem. It would be shit. But again, it would be a continuation of your shit thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I I just I I don't think. I would ra- I would rather they didn't pick a canonical ending, but I also don't want them to do a like, oh sorry, uh, you you did that kind of playthrough. Uh, well, you're fucked now, and you can't enjoy the expansion. But I th- I think they understand that everyone is going like I'd be shocked if even ten percent of the player base 
played through once and quit? I would know. I, I think you're very wrong about this. And, and yeah. this is my experience from uh, playing a lot of MMOs and other similar live service games, etc. Yeah. Because one of the things that they tend to do is they provide stats of like how many of their players progress through over much of the game. Yeah. And one of the things that you really have to understand is lots of people will never finish this game, let alone do a second playthrough. Yeah. Okay. You you look at the stats. Don't go look at the achievements, right? The global achievement stats. And and this is a bear in mind, Baldur's Gate is an outlier because of the type of game it is, and loads of people will have yeah. um, will have done it, right? Right now, only 90% of players have actually got off the Nautiloid. Yeah. Right? Um, only 50, yeah, only 50% them. of players, only 50% of players have finished Act 1. Yeah. Oh, I do have so, the Red Dragon thing, yeah. Um, so, like, yes, there will be people like us who will play 200 hours and God knows how many playthroughs and all the rest of it, but most people won't. And it's always the thing that developers have this, like, constant battle, right, which is that all the people like us who are, like, more end game content, more cool shit for like you know for for like the power gamers that have done everything yeah. else. Yeah. But the developers are like, yeah, but like eighty percent of our player base is here, and if yeah. we put all of our content up here, they will literally never see it. And it's a ma- like, and then we can't attract people to like. Obviously, with like an MMO or a live service game, the, the problem is you then can't attract people to come and play because there's no new content for them. With this sort of game, it's slightly different because you don't have that same conundrum, but you still have the problem of like if we do, if we have this DLC and you can only play it once you've completed the campaign, like a lot of people will never get that far to play the DLC. So that's the challenge. Yeah. Just looking at the the list, I'm really curious. So, fifty percent of players have compl- have left Act One. Fifty four percent of players have consumed a parasite and unlocked a new power. I didn't think you could do that in Act One. Yeah, you can. Oh, you okay. get that. You do get the parasites. You can use them before uh, the. I, I didn't notice, but like mm. once you start picking them up, if you like double click on it to, to like open the the bottle or whatever, you yeah. get a little parasite icon that appears at the top, and you can then click on it, and you can like unlock the first ring of brain powers. Yeah. Um. Is the there's that there is a thing like oh, I think it's in the Goblin camp where the, you get like the Emperor going like consume its power. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there are some, but like, yeah, it, it's it, it is it's really unintuitive. We assume that like you know everyone completes the game and plays like five times, but actually, yeah. the vast majority of players probably again, I think Baldur's Gate skews. I think probably most people will complete it. Yeah. Although having said that, if only fifty percent of people have completed Act One, then you know, I, I, I look, we we talked about the camera before. I can. I can easily understand 10% of mm-hmm. players just being like, I cannot figure out these controls. Um, that is also fair. I'm just not playing this. It's not fun. Um, 50% not getting out of Act 1 surprises me. But again... Well, so, so the know. other thing to bear in mind, though, is that's 50% of players haven't got out of Act 1 yet. Baldur's yeah. Gate's in the top 10 yeah, uh, sellers yeah. on Steam. So loads yeah. of people are still buying it and starting yeah. playing it. So yeah. that does skew it a bit as well. But yeah, like just yeah. a lot of people won't get to the end. And so you, yeah. you, you kind of need to account for as many. But again, I would I would hazard a guess that the vast majority of players will essentially play a good playthrough. 
They might yeah. do things like fuck up last fight or whatever, but we simply yeah. will do a good playthrough because most yeah. players do in most games. Yeah. They don't tend to be dicks. Um, yeah, yeah. Especially in like narrative games like this, because like just people feel bad about doing the bad things yeah. to the nice people. Oh, I'm, I mean, admittedly, the hardest thing would have been to give scratch back to the abusive um, handler woman. But um, I mean, yeah. no, like I said, like like with Vlakif, like with companies, like yeah. I'm, I'm a psychopathic murderer, but yeah. I'm not a monster. Yes. Like, you know, there are things I just won't do. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, we, we've been talking for nearly two hours. We should probably stop because yeah, we should, we should. Good episode, though. Lots of yeah, and and like I said, we didn't have to deal with Chris asking questions every five minutes. Yeah, elves. I may just not. We may as well just not edit this and put it out as a live transcript for people to listen to. It's just the BG three episode. <laughs>